0: hey 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 love and light to each and every one of you guys welcome to the dope black chick podcast your audio guide to releasing your dope disc. hey gang welcome to the dope black chick podcast thank you so much for tuning in i'm your host isis and today we're going to be talking some real real talk today of course um Well, let me not say that because that's what we do all the time on this show, but I do want to discuss today, um, the, the, the same feeling that you guys are having. We are all reeling from the tragic news of the death of Kobe Bryant and the other eight passengers aboard the plane, including his 13 year old daughter, Gianna. So that's what, of course, we will be discussing is this life um that so many of us have, have been impacted by, followed, in some way, shape, or form. I'm not a basketball fan, but I definitely um relate to Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was a part of the culture. He's a part of my um my generation. So I remember Um, when he got drafted, I remember all of that. Like I, I really do. So it's, it's almost like you grew up with these people, you know what I'm saying? And, um, so it is definitely something that affects so many, his life affected so many. So I, what I want to focus on, everyone is trying to figure out, you know, we want to make sense of death. Death is certain. It's one thing that we know for certain, okay? It's coming. It does not matter who you are. Um, No respecter of persons. Like, it really is coming for each and every one of us. Um, A lot of people say it's the great equalizer. That death is a certain thing. And yet, we all know that, but when a loss... A loss is still going to be a loss. And we still tend to take this delicate fabric of life for granted you know and it's so crazy like when we when this happens um when we lose someone so prominent we're reminded of just how fragile this life is um instances such as this because people die every day But when a person has the impact, the global figure that they are, such as a Kobe Bryant, it just reminds us of this life that we are living, you know? And so I want us to focus on how are we living our lives? You know, what can we learn from the life of Kobe Bryant? What can we learn from his living that? we can take into our lives, you know, now. So at the start of the year, of this year, I think it was episode 59, um, entitled Live Your Best Fucking Life. Like, I, I started the year off with that episode because... You know, it may sound redundant, but it's, this is a concept that you have got to get and I want you to get it. And I'm going to say it as many times as I possibly can. It's one thing to have a life. It's another thing to live your life. You hear what I'm saying to you guys? Like it's one thing to have a life. It's another thing to live your life. And a lot of us are just existing in life. We're not living our lives for whatever reason that may be. But it's important that, that we, you know, continue to wake ourselves up and remind ourselves like live your best fucking life, live the best that you can take this experience. Cause it's, it is literally a moment in time. It's a flash in the pan on the grand scheme of things, you know, um, you know, we all want to make sense of death and death. I know that death, I feel like death is a reminder. You know, it teaches us gratitude. It also teaches us value and abundance, right? So when I say abundance, I'm talking about abundant life. We have heard that. If you've ever been to church, you've heard about abundant life. But I need for people to grasp the understanding of what, Even when you say what abundant, when you say the word abundant life, like what you're saying there is a full and total enjoyment of that moment of this seemingly unending um, time that we have. And I say seemingly unending because we live it like there's no expiration on it, but definitely is an expiration on our lives. So you want to have the most abundant experience that you can have when it comes to um, your life. And um, this is what death always teaches us. You know, when it, when it shows its head, when it rears its head, this is what it, it teaches us. It reminds us to be grateful for the life that we have. And then at the same time, we value what we have so much. And a lot of us, we want to have a more abundant, you know, life. And so let me just give you guys, y'all know I'm a wordsmith. So let me give you the definition of abundance Um, because I think sometimes people just say stuff and they don't know what they're really saying. There's definitely, um, power in words, but abundance is a very large quantity of something. Okay. A very large quantity of something, um, plentifulness, plentifulness of the good things of life, prosperity. Um, so if, if something is abundant, it means you have a lot of it. And so if you want abundant life, you're going to have a lot of life. Does that mean you live forever? No, it means that the living, the, the quality of the life that you're living is great. It's, it's, um, you're, you're making the most of every moment, every experience of your life coupled together. All those experiences, when you put them together, they are so abundant, um, they're so plentiful, right? Because there are some people, I think on one of the sh- episodes I was talking about, that actually was episode 59, um, where don't even take like travel, don't even travel because they're working all year. And I'm like, how plentiful is that life? How how plentiful are your experiences? If the only experience you have, if you wrote it down and say, okay, well, you know, I did this for for 20 years straight, I worked. And then there's someone next to you who's like, yeah, I worked and then I went on trips every year. Um, I spent time with family. I made sure that I had a sibling trip and I had trips with my best friends. I had time with... Now their list is so much longer. They had the same 20 years you had. But their life is more abundant. It's more plentiful. That is something that we have to get, guys. So I looked at Colby's life and um, I had just been really um, you know going through some of the the interviews that he had had and you know just kind of listening to the words of this man who had an amazing work ethic you know he was doing what he loved And then there was a particular interview in which he made this comment and he says, you know, nine months out of the year, I was working on being the best. And when he said that, I was like, you know, because of course the conversation was about his work ethic and I know that there are going to be tons of people that focus on this man's work ethic, right? Um, And there's no shade to that. He definitely had that. But when he made that statement of nine months out of the year, I was working on trying to be the best. And I thought to myself, so he only had three months a year with his children and he devoted so many years of his life to this game. And I just sat there and I was like, what would a person give to have those nine months versus him having those rings versus him, you know, um, being the the Black Mamba, being the legend that we love, right? And not to say that any of his efforts are in vain because that is how we know and relate to him. But it, it did give me this idea that yes, death is the great equalizer because ultimately the value of one's existence is in the living that they have um with others and with the people who love them um one of a friend of mine pointed out when we found out about Kobe passing he said um you know this is this is really hurting me because it seemed like he was finally free he was finally free and I'm. And I thought about what he said when he said finally free because you know yes he's a, he's a basketball player he loved doing it. Um, in an interview he does talk about how you know he started he loved basketball from the start and then there was a switch where it became it it was a job but it still was something he loved doing but it's it's like the machine takes over. You know, he was saying how competitive he was and how he would, would work through pain. He'd be sore. He'd be tired, but he would push anyway. Um, and he made a comment about, uh, would come home so tired and his daughters, they want to, you know, ride daddy's back and his back is in pain. And he's like, but I can't say no, because how dare I give nine months of my life to this game and not to them, you know? Um, so when I started to think about it that way and to think about what he endured in the face of knowing, um, yes, this is, is a passion of mine. Yes. Um, my body is weary. Yes. I wish I had more time with my family. Um, the machine of life. And, And I'm saying when I say the machine of life, I mean the machine, uh, that is our society that is, that, that just takes us on this ride of achievement, quote unquote, air quotes here. I know you can't see me, but air quotes of achievement can take us away. It can take us away from our passion, our purpose, our power. And, you know, so when my friend said he was finally free, like he was living on his terms, if he was doing basketball, it was back to the passion now it wasn't, you know, he was working with his daughter and and, um, I think he had a, a group, a basketball group. So it's like, now he was back on his terms. It wasn't... Under the NBA guys, it was just like, I'm doing this because, again, it is a love of mine. It is a passion for me. Basketball is a passion. And he was finally back on track to doing that on his terms. And so my friend made that comment of he's finally free and now he's gone. So that, that to me was the great tragedy and the best lesson that I could pull from what had happened. You know, cause many people, like I said earlier, will focus on his work ethic and he had an incredible work ethic. The mamba mentality like was zeroed in and focused on the goal on, on being the best. Some of the things that I learned from him, um, you know, he, he talked about whatever it is that you want to be, then you should be doing, you should train differently. You need to train for that. Like if you want to, you know, have this award winning podcast, you better train for an award winning podcast. That means you need to read every day. You should be reading about podcasting. You should be listening to podcasts. You should be, you know, on training, going to trainings about podcasts. You need to keep that in front of your eye. All the time. That was something that I learned from him. That's the of mentality. It's like, whatever you want, you train differently for it. You you have to do all those things. Let that be the only thing that you see, you know, until you achieve that goal. And that is what he did. He zeroed in. He was like, basketball is my thing. And I, this is what I want to be. I want to be the best at it. And so he zeroed in and it and it, it took over his life. The machine took over his life. Um, so I want to focus on what we can learn from even the greatest, uh, the best edit, you know, what, what can we learn from his life? The accolades, the rings, I'll never forget. I will not forget that he stated he was gone for nine months. So he was three months without his family. And he said that his wife would always say, you better win. You better come back with some rings if you're going to sacrifice nine months with us. You better come back with some rings. Um, And, and, and that was his driving thing. Is like, I better win. I better be the best. If this is what I'm telling them, that I'm gonna be away from you for nine months every year that I had better bring something back to the table that, that will seem worth it, right? This is coming out of his mouth. And to this day, when I hear that, even those accolades, even those wins, they would trade them in a second to have him back, to have nine months, to have a day, to have some time. So those wins while they are great and he has a great um record and we just he it, it's what makes us all love Kobe Bryant and his hustle and his mentality but it does nothing for the family who wishes they would have more time and so here in lies the conundrum the conundrum is this guys we promote hustle mentality we want you to go after these dreams and desires that you have right but don't let your hustle take you away from life from living Don't let the hustle, don't let the pursuit take you away from living, okay? And I know that we have this almost dragon-like desire to to achieve great ambitions. Why? Because that is the God in us. When you have a unlimited, um, infinite God in you, just a piece of that, right? We are children of the creator. When you have pieces of that in you, there is no way that you cannot always want more because you know that there's more for you. You're infinite, right? So it's the God in you that strives for ambition. But the problem is that our society has taken ambition to mean different things depending on on the generation, depending on where we are in life. You know, that ambition can mean different things. So what I'm saying to you guys is just don't let your hustle, your drive, your pursuit take you away from the living of your life. Because if it does, the question you have for yourself, is it really worth it? The thing that you're striving so hard for, is it really worth it? Because there must be a balance there has to be a balance. I remember a time when I was so a ho, like team no sleep. And I would just, you know, go straight for it. Like every day, that was all that was on my mind, money on my mind, money on my mind. And I got the money, but I swear to you guys, like, it was like, even when I got the money, it was never enough. It was like still, I needed that. I still had to go harder. Like the ambition is never going to go anywhere. The ambition never dies. Like I said, the ambition is the God in you. You got to be this great, but we have to make sure that we're balancing it, um, alongside with what society will have us to believe is the true meaning of our ambition. It will make you believe that it's the materialistic things, it's the gaining of assets, you know, things like that, that is your true ambition and that's not it. You know, always remember your purpose, always remember the passion um, and, and find that balance. And the question will be to you, how are you finding balance in what is driving you, in your passion, and pursuing your purpose. I am not telling anyone to stop pursuing your purpose. If anything, pursue your purpose over everything else. Because you only got one life to live. You got one life to live. So pursue your purpose. When you're walking in purpose, that's when you're living abundantly. Pursue those things. But find the balance and make sure that your pursuits are Um, genuine your pursuits are pure and they have not been tainted by society's idea of success achievement and those measurements that society gives us because that takes us away from living so i'm going to give you guys a couple tips on how to stay in balance with pursuing your 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 purpose and your passion but at the same time living abundantly while doing so. Um, Check in with yourself and your goals and your strategy. Why do I say check in with yourself? Again, there's the God in you that's pushing you, right? So if you're trying to access this passion, this purpose, you need to check in with the God in you. You need to talk to the God in you. I do meditation moments throughout the day. This is something you need to do. You need to get into the habit of talking to the God in you, and and verbalizing like what are our goals? Are we still doing the genuine, the pure um, ambition? And then what what is the strategy? What is our strategy for getting here? Make sure that we're staying close to that. And and here's a big thing: is there any living in your plan? Is there any living in your strategy? If you don't have time to live in the strategy that you've written out, that'll tell you right there that you're off the mark. There has to be time for living. If you don't find it there, schedule it in. Schedule it in because if it's any kind of pursuit that's going to take you away from, you know, people that you love and spending time with them, Is it worth it? Is what you're trying to achieve really worth it? This is the mindset we must have. We must have. Because you just can never be too busy to live. You can never be too busy to live. Because when the time is up, people, it's up. There's no, oh, wait a minute, I got to go back and do this. There's no, no, no do-overs. When the time is up, it is up. I want you all to live an abundant life. Have the best experiences you can have. Um, Pursue your passions. Pursue the things that you love. Even if you question how is it going to be possible, just do it. Just do it. I promise you a way will find its way to you. (laughs) But just do it. Have a a life bubbling over with experiences and moments. Have gratitude for the moments you spend with people. You know, don't just fill your life with the hustle. Make, make the living worth it. Make the living great. Make the living um, a beautiful experience. No man knows. The day, nor the hour. I hope, guys, that you um, were able to pull something from today's show. And um, I hope that we can continue to pull from the life of Kobe Bryant. And if anything, just continue to tap into the God within. It will show you all the way um, to what is best for your life in a truly abundant life. All right, until next time, guys, peace and blessings.